In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Man, what a way to end the preseason as the prevailing storyline continues as we head to roster cuts coming up on the 29th, just three days away from when we recorded this at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Again, Daryl, Cade York's name will be the name we talk about time and time again. Whoa, boy. Do the Browns have a problem? It's a big one. Um, look, I, I said going into this preseason game, Andy, he had to make all his kicks. So what happens? He comes right out, misses the first PAT, gets run into, nicked up, goes to the tent real quick. They take a peek at him, ends up being okay makes the three PATs, you're like, okay, he settled in. He's going to be okay. He makes the 40-yard field goal with around four minutes to go uh, to give them the lead back at 32-30. And then as fate would have it, right, it sets up for him to be in a game-winning situation. And look, I don't even care that the thing got partially deflected. It didn't look good off his foot to begin with. No, it didn't. It didn't. His, his mechanics are off. I don't know if it's his stride or what. I'm not a kicking coach but he's kicking a lot of knuckleballs right now. He's not dependable. I think they don't have a choice. I know what Andrew Barry said on the, uh, on the team broadcast during the game. They're confident in Cade going into the season. They feel good about whatever. The bottom line is he is unreliable right now. I just I don't see a pathway, Andy, where he can be your week one kicker and Kevin Stefanski is going to sleep well at night. So what do you do? Do you wait for cuts or do you go out and get a free agent? I think you wait for cuts. So uh, York makes the initial 53. But before everybody throws the parade and claps their hands on Wednesday, that's when the changes to the roster actually materially begin because the waiver wire hits at noon. That's when the 16 players get put on the practice squad, whether that's all existing Cleveland Browns or Andrew Berry goes ahead and, you know, takes a peek at what's available out there and supplements in that fashion. But I think you have to put York on waivers at that point. He'll probably get through waivers and then you can put him on the practice squad. So you don't have to completely 100% move on from him. You can keep him on the practice squad, maybe work with him, you know, whether it's Bubba Ventrone or they send him like we talked about on the last podcast uh, to a kicking coach or whatever. But I really feel like Andy, they have to go into week one with a veteran kicker. You cannot start the season with Cade York as your kicker and feel like you send him out there each and every time he's going to put it over the bar and through the sticks because we just have not seen that consistency here in the preseason. I guess the one positive, if you want to keep Cade York, is that he has been struggling and every other general manager in the NFL knows it too, right? So, I mean, that's your hope that if you want to try to get him through on the practice squad that – Nobody wants to touch him right now because if you're a general manager and you're looking for a kicker on another team and you pick up Cade York, people are going to be like, why did we pick this guy up? He was struggling in Cleveland. So I think that maybe missing wasn't a bad thing. Uh, here's another thing I think we might hear. He's going injured. Put him on the injured list to start the season because he did get hurt in the beginning of the game, and there's a possibility that he's got a bruised ankle or whatever's going on. Remember, he had to go to the tent. Um, so Officially a shin. Shin, yeah, officially a shin, sorry, not an ankle. Um, so maybe that might be another pathway for them if they wanted to put him on the 
physically unable to perform list for a couple weeks or IR or whatever you want to call it this week. You know what I'm saying? That might be that might be another option for them. Yeah, but he has to open the season on the 53 to be eligible to return. Remember that. Okay, so well, if so, if he's hurt, well, yeah. So and again, even with my plan, he makes the initial. It's not the final fifty-three people. It is the initial fifty-three. And the reason I call it that is because the roster will change quickly in the coming days that follow. So it's you call it the first fifty-three. The as I call it the initial fifty-three. He's on it regardless. He makes the team initially. And then to your point, yeah, I mean, he did uh, get knocked in the shin um, and you can wink, wink, nudge, nudge, then put him on IR. So again, you keep him with the organization. And uh, I think that that kind of saves Andrew Barry a little bit as well, buys him. So not that he needs save, but you understand what I'm saying. Like it, it buys him some more time because keep in mind, this is a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, I, well, the other part of it is, too, if you're Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, you don't want to lose a game because of a guy you knew struggled, struggled last year, struggled in the beginning of the season. I mean, you don't want to – and if somebody else comes in, they'll be like, well, you know, they he wasn't here. He just got here. There's a little bit of leeway. We were talking about this on the pregame show where Phil Dawson knew that anytime he had to kick a field goal, I think it was like 53-plus, right. he kicked much easier because he knew if they missed it, well, it was 53-54 and – you know, not everyone's expected to make that. I, I think that's what he said at the time, that it was or maybe it was plus 55, but it was something close to that. And I thought that that was interesting. Dave Zastano was bringing that up. And, right. you know, you, there's pressure and then there's folding under pressure. And right now, I, I mean, I know he seems to talk with confidence, but um, I don't have a lot of confidence and I don't think Browns fans to do either. In fact, I was I watched the majority of the game at a restaurant and people were Bronx cheering him the entire game. Oh, my the entire God. bar was Bronx cheering him. So I just looked up real quick just to give some folks the idea of what might be available out there. Um, Mason Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Suckup, Robbie Gold. That's what you need to say. There you go. That's the guy you want is Robbie Gold, huh? Well, the thing about it is, though, you bring Robbie Gold in. Um, yeah, maybe you can hang on to Cade for the whole year because you, you don't know how many years he has left in him. If you can squeeze one more year, I mean, he's so reliable. And in the playoffs, unbelievably reliable. But, you know, from what we had heard in the beginning of uh, camp that the team he goes to, he wants to go to a team that he thinks is going to make the playoffs. So, right. And I don't know why you wouldn't think that. Although Deshaun Watson showed a couple early on, showed a little of the throw of the worm burner, which wasn't exactly th- uh, thrilling. But uh, we'll come back to that in a second. I also want to talk about Jakeem Grant because here's a guy that worked his way back. It appeared that he was on the roster, and that injury at the beginning of the game was ugly. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was difficult. Um, and unfortunately it kind of solves that particular roster spot for the Browns because yeah, Grant was on the team up until that injury. It's just difficult to see. I mean, he worked so hard to come back from that ruptured Achilles last year, which he suffered in training camp while running a, a, a go route up the far sideline. It was a freak injury. Um, so you feel really, really bad for him. It was his first live action since then. They put him out there. Kevin Stefanski asked him uh, during the week, hey, do you need Jakeem to take any uh, offensive reps for you to feel comfortable uh, with him? And one word answer, no. And then later on, a little bit of a follow-up as far as the return. And Stefanski said, we value the return game in spite of the rule tweaks that occurred. You know, the fair catch that 
you know, puts it. I got to tell you, Andy, watching a lot of these kickoff returns in the preseason, not just Browns games, but just kind of taking a peek around the league. The reason we haven't seen that rule uh, applied is because everyone's auditioning for jobs. So they're out there trying to make plays. I'm going to be very curious what that percentage looks like, though, the fair catch percentage outside the goal line during the regular season. Because quite frankly, um, even with all due respect to Demetric Felton return, like if it's outside the goal line, just take the fair catch and the ball at the 25 yard line. I, I just, I don't, I don't know that the, the risk is worth it. Right. How many times do we see holding penalties on kickoffs that wipe out good return? Like it, it feels like every time there's a good return, there's a holding penalty that comes with it. So I'm of the mindset with all due respect to what Kevin Stefanski has said, you know, when we've talked to Bubba Ventrone, a special teams coordinator, he has said, we value the return. We're going to return it. We're not inter- you know, we're not really worried and focused about that new rule. I think the Browns are a team that need to take advantage of that new rule now that they lost their primary returner for the second year in a row. And again, my heart goes out to Jakeem because I know how hard he worked to come back from that injury. To in, get- in the shop every day, trying to get better oh, every day. So, all right, Daryl, let's do this. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the roster when we come back. And, you know, maybe uh, there may be more repercussions to the Jakeem Grant injury than we think that could also affect the running back spot. So I want to hear what your 53, your first 53 is going to be when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's always game day in Cleveland. Putting a wrap on the preseason. I'm Daryl Ryder. He's Andy Baskin. Quick reminder that mobile sports betting finally legal here in the state of Ohio. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 the fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. All right, Daryl. So if uh, Jakeem Grant's out, who's the kick returner? I think it's Demetric Felton right now. And I so mean, what does that do to the number three spot in the running back list? Congratulations, Demetric. You're the winner because uh, Jordan Wilkins did not win the job Saturday in Kansas City. Did not no, win. Right? Um, had two fumbled handoffs. They lost one of them with Deshaun Watson. That's just that. That's basic football. I mean, seriously, Andy. The first in the first twenty minutes of practice. Each and every day, they run skeleton handoffs, quarterback to running back. And it's interesting because there there are times where, like, I'll watch this. I'm like, why are they doing this each and every day like this? It's just, it's so mundane. It feels mundane. And, well, there's the answer right there. He fumbled two of them. So I don't think he's made it. John Kelly, I know he had the touchdown. Uh, He punched it in from two yards out. But again, he had opportunities in, in previous games. He's got a fumble on the resume, got stopped at the one-yard line on the resume. Um, his yards per carry average just is not impressive at all. I, I wrote this in my brownie bites after the game, Andy. I don't need, look, I, I'm leaning toward Demetric Felton as the number three running back right now because of the special teams component here. I don't know that the number three running back is on this roster right now. No, I, I think a lot of people are saying that. It, it, what's, what's interesting is you lose a senior and could possibly gain two juniors out of it because we've got all these guys that have multi-hyphen names and seniors and juniors. So, uh, you know, you lose Grant Sr. and probably pick up Watkins Jr. and Felton Jr. 
on the roster. Now, well, again, I think you're right, though. We'll see how it looks after Wednesday. I don't know if Watkins has made this team, though. I, I You know, um, when I look at the receivers, right, here are my receivers that are absolutely on the roster. Okay, so let's we're going through the roster right now. So let's let's start here. Uh, we'll start then. Well, here let's start here, Daryl. I, gonna... I don't have a fifty-three set right now. I've got okay. the guys highlighted that I am one hundred percent confident are safe and are on the football team. And that you could start a quarterback, and it looks like they're going to carry just two quarterbacks going into the season. So you tell right, me so if that's true. Start, or not. You want to start with the quarterbacks? Yeah, then? start a quarterback. Quarterback, yep. Well, obviously Deshaun Watson, the uh, trade of Josh Dobbs to Arizona. That uh, basically means that uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson will be the only quarterback kept on the active roster. Kellen Mond, who, oh, by the way, did not look great uh, no. in the preseason finale. He will be waived, and then they will bring him back on the practice squad, or at least attempt to. And based on what we saw in Kansas City, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think he's going to get two waivers without an issue. So, so far, you're up to two members of this team. Okay, let's okay, go to – All right, here we go. So we got Okay, QB. let's go to running back. All right, so since we're doing the initial 53, I'm yes. going to go three running backs. Nick Chubb, Ooh. Jerome Ford, Demetric Felton. But I am going to put a star next to Demetric Felton because I am not 100% sure he's made the roster. But for the initial 53, I have him on there uh, subject to a potential roster moves there. So they're going to keep three running backs. Tight end. Tight ends. Right now, I've got David Njoku and Jordan Aikens. Absolutely, 100% have made the football team. Outside of that, well, I don't know. Like, we don't know what's going on with Harrison Bryant. He's been dealing with a medical condition the last couple of yeah, weeks. They're not saying anything um, about that. Yep. You know, Zaire Mitchell Payton, uh, you know, I, uh, Miller Forrest. I, I, right now, I'm two tight ends on the roster. If they're going to have a third, potentially, that guy isn't on the roster either. So, I don't know why. If there was a third, I think it probably would be Zara Mitchell Payton just for special teams reasons. But I, again, who knows? You could bring in somebody after cut day that would be better. So I'm not, I'm not married to that, but I think he can play special teams for whatever it's worth. Yeah. All right. Let's move to the wide receiver room. Okay. Guys that are absolutely on the team, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, and I'm going to say David Bell. It's year two for him. They're not going to give up on him after one year. He had a solid training camp, made a lot of plays during practice. Uh, I don't think that he did anything in the preseason to uh, earn him a lot of negative marks on the resume. So I say he's wide receiver number five on the roster. And then flip your coin, boys and girls. I, you know, I think if, if it's me, I put myself in Andrew Berry's uh, shoes right now. Because of the injury to Jakeem Grant, I do think that opens the door for Austin Watkins Jr. I think he's earned it. I don't know that he's going to have staying power on the roster, if that makes sense. So he no, might makes total sense. 53, but I could see a situation after that where he gets waived. They try and move him to the practice squad. But right now, Watkins makes it by the skin of his teeth because of the Jakeem Grant injury. And Marquise Goodwin goes to the IR, right? Because the blood are physically unable to perform. They're, they're, they can do that, and I don't think it does them any harm. Yeah, I yeah. Right now, Marquise Goodwin is a non-factor for me because of the blood clot situation and the series. NFI is what he's considered right now. So I could yeah. see them keeping him just because he's NFI. And yeah. you know, if he gets better, then he's a worth. I mean, he's still your best. He'd be your he best be sixth, if not your fifth wide receiver if he could play. 
yeah, let, let's be honest about it. If if he's able to come back, Andy, and let, let's just take a conversation, if he can come mm-hmm. back November, December, that'd be a nice little shot in the arm uh, roster-wise. But right now, I just I'm not optimistic because of the medical condition. Okay, so through quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver, I believe, if I'm counting correctly, that's 13 spots, according to what you've just said. So now we head over to the offensive line, and the first five are easy, even maybe yeah. a little bit into the second. But keep, go ahead. What, what are you keeping on the offensive line? Yeah, well, obviously the five starters are Jed Wills, Joel Batonio, Ethan Posick, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. From there, I got no idea. Really? They, they, well, here's the thing. James got, Hudson did not look good today. I don't. Right. He didn't. I wasn't thrilled by his play. I oh, neither did Jed Wills. So, um, so Nick Harrison, Luke Whipler, your backup centers. Now they've had Whipler play some guard, left guard, right guard, in practice. That is very because you're not keeping three centers on this team. That just no. isn't happening. They loved what they got from Nick Harris last year in place of Posick. Um, who, you know, again, suffered a, a, a preseason injury uh, and they lost him for the year. I think that is a very interesting dynamic. I don't know they have roster room to keep both Harris and Whipler. Um, Dewan Jones as, as center, but let's not forget they drafted both. So maybe you're right about Whipler. They move him to another spot. Dewan Jones, I think, has made the team. Um, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. I feel like that's an uphill climb for him because he's missed uh, some time uh, because he was banged up. Um, you know, Michael Dunn, do they keep him? I don't know. I, I, don't I think know so. I'm leaning more toward, yeah, but typically they want to keep, you want to keep eight offensive linemen. You, so you're you sticking with eight? Is that your number then? I, I think I'm going to go with eight offensive linemen. Well, you know what? Eight, oh, well. Well, let's do this. Let's go eight offensive linemen. Let's up the tight ends to three. But the Ooh. third guy in here. Okay. Okay. The so third tight end is in here. Two. That gets us to 22. Okay. Offensive players. Um, quickly, because we'll do defense when we come back. Let's do special teams real quick here. Corey Biek, uh, Bjork Charlie Bjork is Hewitt. there. Charlie, Charlie Hewitt. Hewitt is there. So that's two. And you're going to have to keep, and you're going to have to keep a kicker. So three. So we're at 25 of 53. I think they might have room for a ninth offensive lineman there. Let's Coming go ahead. Right and another, so that takes us up to the roster of 26, which gives Jim Schwartz. Oh, he going to like that because Jim Schwartz wants lots of DBs and he wants a lot of defensive linemen. And we can talk about that next. We'll do that. That's coming up straight ahead on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. It's always game day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin kind of recapping what we saw uh, with the Browns and the Chiefs in the fourth and final preseason game. But now we're kind of predicting the roster. And so uh, we went through it. We figured out 26 surefires spots on the offense and three guaranteed on special teams. So that leaves us at uh, 26 to go, right? If my math is correct. 27. Wait. 27, 26. It's a roster of 53, Andy. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, that's right, 53. Ah, I forget <laughs> about that. I went 52. I don't know what I'm thinking. Six equals 13. 
I know I gave you another one. Okay, Daryl, let's go through the defense. Let's start with the defensive line. All right, so uh, pretty easy here. We got Miles Garrett, Shelby Harris, Dalvin Tomlinson, Zadaria Smith. Those are your starters. The reserves that I have are Obo Okoronkwo, uh, Jordan Elliott. Uh, I'm going to go Tommy Togiai makes the team because, well, Ooh. Andrew Barry loves himself some draft picks that he has mm -hmm. made. Uh, I'm going to say that Tristan Hill makes the team. By the way, I hope okay. you're counting because I've lost count here. So, no, that's three, four, five, six so far. Six? Right. Um, what they do with uh, Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas, whether they start them on uh, injured reserve or not, I don't, you know, remains to be seen. And what about Siaki Ika, who also got hurt in the Chiefs game? Yeah, we gotta wait. We got we gotta wait for uh, uh, an injury update there. But right now, I'd put him on because again, I I just I don't see Andrew Barry wanting to cut one of his draft picks this year. No. Uh, he made a couple. He made he made a couple nice plays in there uh, against the Chiefs. So what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm gonna say nine defensive linemen. Nine DL, and you have Tommy Togiai making the team. I think that's, I think he's on the edge. I'll be oh, honest he's, with you. He's 100% on the bubble, but just I'm looking at what they have to work with right now. Okay. He might be like the last rotational defensive lineman in the group. <laughs> we'll see how many Buckeyes make this team, is what we're saying. All right, oh, let's go. Let's yeah. go linebacker, linebacker next. All right. So JOK, Anthony Walker, Sione Takitaki. Those Boy, JOK looked good, didn't he, against the Chiefs? Yeah. I thought that was the best we've seen him look in a long time. Uh, Tony Fields, uh, uh, Jordan Kunashik. If he's and, not hurt. And Mahmoud Diabate. I'm Man. putting on the team. We're going six LBs, baby. You, are you cutting Taki Taki? No, I got, I got Sione in there. Oh, you, you got, oh, I didn't know if he was in there. I didn't hear you say he was in there. AJ Green. Starter. Yeah, I said JOK, Anthony Walker, and Taki Taki are your starters. Oh, I'm sorry. Did not hear that. Did not By hear that. By the way, Taki Taki's yes. favorite name for former Browns GM John Dorsey to pronounce. He absolutely loved to say Taki Taki. That's what Dorsey would get. Taki Taki can play. Can play. All right. I didn't keep count there. So you got to tell me what did you end up with? Six uh, linebackers. Linebacker. Six yeah. linebackers. And I think, I'll be honest with you, I think it's important to keep six linebackers, even though in. Uh, Jim Schwartz's scheme, it's not a priority position. The reason mm -hmm. why is because, oh, I don't know, the all three starters ended last year on injured reserve. So I think depth at that position is going to be very, very important. All right, Daryl, let's uh, let's keep rolling here. Defensive backs. I got going to keep a dozen. Going to keep, keep a dozen. 12. Oh, we, is Jim Schwartz happy? We are going to. We're just going to kind of talk our way through this, shall we? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So starting corners, obviously, uh, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. Uh, I'm keeping A.J. Green, uh, Martin Emerson Jr. Uh, Cameron Mitchell, I thought, had an outstanding preseason. I think he should make the team. Uh, Mike Ford, uh, I've got him. So that's six corners. And then safeties. Grant Delpit, Juan Thornhill, those are layups. DeAnthony Bell, Rodney McLeod, those are also layups. I think Ronnie Hickman deserves to make this team. And Tanner McAllister. So, All right, so where does that leave us then? That leaves us with 53 football players. 
And then we still could churn the bottom. What then, Daryl? What are you churning then? Maybe not ten. You're, it's a, you know, listening to you describe the roster, you're churning five okay. or six. So we've got a running back spot. Okay. Potentially could change. Wide receiver six could change. Okay. I think a defensive line position could change, whether that's another D, and that's just because of injury. Okay. You know, because they you got Alex Wright and Isaiah Thomas are down right now. So I could see a, a D end uh, position change there. Uh, so that's three spots. Uh, I could see a defensive tackle as well. All right. So that's four positions that could change. And then kicker. Other than that, it's a pretty tidied up roster for the Cleveland Browns come Tuesday at 4 p.m. I don't think there's going to be any surprises. I really don't. I, I, I Anthony Schwartz, I'm not going to consider a surprise. We said Anthony Schwartz was on no, the bubble. I don't think anyone is. And he can't begin. Yeah. So he's not a surprise. So let, let me throw this at you. If Demetric Felton doesn't make the team, what do they do at kick returner? You got to bring one in? Or do you think you've got a defensive back that can return kicks? Uh, Jerome Ford is in that rotation for well, returning that's true too, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we don't even know. Are you really going to put Jerome Ford out? Oh, you know who else can return kicks? Donovan if Peoples you want him to, Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's correct. Yep. Yes. Donovan Peoples-Jones has return experience as well. So, they have some guys that they could potentially toss out there. Now, the standing order could be if you're outside that goal line, you're going to wave your hand and, and we're taking the ball at the, the 25. Um, I kind of like, even if it's, I, I I'm not a fan of bringing the ball out because again, anytime we see a decent return, there's always a flag. Okay. Usually it's a holding or, or you could, or you could back. fumble the ball. Let's be honest. You could muff it. You could fumble it. There's bad things that could happen. And now the league has kind of said, why don't you just uh, let us take care of it? Fair. That sounds like, I mean, yeah. especially if that's, you know, although you, we, you go back to what you heard last week um, from Kevin Stefanski, we value the return game. We value the return game. Uh, I and know. it sounded like that was Grant's gig. Yeah. Oh, I'm so bummed for him. And, so and, bummed. And, and, and going back to last season, right. When Jakeem got injured, when he suffered that ruptured Achilles, you could just feel that that totally torpedoed the special teams unit. Right, because they they specifically brought him in to fix a glaring problem on the team. So I, I'm pulling up uh, the numbers from last year. Right, Jerome, you were asking, so who can return? Right, Jerome Ford returned 30 kickoffs. He averaged 24.1 yards per kickoff return. Okay, his longest return was 48 yards. So he right there is your your primary kickoff returner. Your punt returner would be Donovan Peoples Jones. He led the team with 18 punt returns. Um, he averaged 12.4 yards per return. And let's not forget the 76-yard punt return for a touchdown that he had last year, which ended that massive drought that like went back. Goodness gracious, I, 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 I can't remember uh, the, la uh, the last player that had returned a punt prior to DPJ. So those, those to your question, those are your primary returners with Jakeem Grant out of the equation. The problem is, outside of that punt return, not a lot of spark in the return game last year. Daryl, I've uh, got about a minute left here. Tell me, give me your just overall feeling for Andrew Barry and what he needs to do between now and Tuesday. Well, I, I think that finding a kicker is the number one priority. 
He's got to solve that. Um, again, I like Cade. The talent is there, but just watching his kicks, they're too wobbly coming off the foot. Remember last year we talked about Cade York, and I say, you know, I could be across the practice field, and I would hear the ball explode off his foot, right? Tight, end-over-end spirals going uh, through the uprights. Not seeing that on a consistent basis here. That pop, that explosion off his foot right now, is not there. I think it's mechanical. I don't think it's between the ears. And that's why the number one thing Andrew Berry has to solve is the kicking position. But look out for running back three, wide receiver six, two defensive linemen as well. I could see them churning the bottom of the roster. But my how far we've come, right? Instead of 10, oh, 15, 20 claims, we're talking about maybe four. And that's when we'll talk to you next when we talk about the waiver claims and we talk about who gets released off this team. That's the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you. If you like what you are listening to and watching now, which we appreciate on YouTube, uh, all you got to do is subscribe. Subscribe. We're big fans of your subscribing. In fact, uh, we'll give shout-outs to some some subscribers moving forward. Hmm. Maybe you'll have a question along the way. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.